From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm your host, Stephen Cap Perry. Our guest this evening, pianist Michael Gert, hails from Baton Rouge, where he's piano faculty at Louisiana State University. Also, he holds music degrees from Juilliard, University of Michigan, and he's performed with the Chicago, the Utah, the Baltimore, and the Memphis Symphonies, as well as the Philadelphia Orchestra. His first music lessons, lessons were from his father, Joseph Gert. There are several other distinguishing factors of his career, but I think our favorite, since we are here in Utah, is he's a former first place winner of the Salt Lake City Gina Bachauer International Piano Competition. Michael Gert is back from Latin America, where he's taught music workshops in Panama City, concertized in four cities in Brazil. More on that later in the hour. And we have just had him rush over from an entire concert he just played in the recital hall to our studio. He's going to play some music by Muzio Clementi, some say the father of the pianoforte. Maybe that's because he had his own brand. I guess that's sort of like buying Air Jordans and thinking, I could, I could jump that high. I could play that well if I had that piano. We'll hear all three movements of the Sonata in F-sharp minor by Muzio Clemente, performed here by Michael Gert.
Lucio Clementi's Sonata in F-sharp minor, performed live on Highway 89 by pianist Michael Gert. Michael, welcome back. You've been a guest here before. Oh, yes. Thank you. It's great You're to be back. You're here with the Park City Beethoven Festival. We've been looking forward to having you. Uh, for somebody who operates well under pressure, you seem remarkably relaxed. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the key to your personality and why you've kept going such an excellent pianist for so long. Well, it's all an act, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at it. You're good at it. Hey, oh, thank you. We're going to talk about uh, Brazil and Vila Lobos, but I have a quick uh, question about Clementi. So oh, yes. He's a contemporary of Mozart. Yes. And, but his music sort of kind of fell out of the repertoire for a while. So why Clementi? Well, uh, any beginning piano student or intermediate-level piano student plays these notorious sonatinas by Clementi. And piano teachers just dread these pieces because the <laughs> students, yeah, they're actually beautiful little pieces, these sonatinas, but the, the students can't always play them all that well. Is there a whole section of thirds in the right hand? Yeah, in, in this, this last one. Piece? In this yeah. last piece, yeah, it's not yeah. that easy. <laughs> but Clementi actually wrote some sonatas. Horowitz, in fact, used to play them. Hmm. And he kind of started the vogue for certain sonatas of Clementi. They're actually uh, quite worth playing, some of them. Some of them not so good. I have not heard this, but I'm so glad that we got to hear it tonight. It's really a beautiful little piece. Uh, you got back from Brazil recently. Yeah, that's right. A huge country, huge population. How big is classical music in Brazil? Uh, classical music's got a great future in Brazil. Uh, the musical riches of the country are really quite amazing. Uh, I don't know all the popular music in the world, but from what I do know, I think Brazil probably has the finest popular music in the world. Mm. They've got some terrific, what they call uh, musica erudita, which means uh, erudite music. You try using that terminology in the United States, you know, you'll be accused of being elitist. <laughs> but that's what they call what we used to call classical music mm. in this country. And they have some really terrific composers of classical music and of course Villa Lobos is you know one of the greatest composers of the 20th century well it seemed like he focused the first part I mean his technique was good and then he started to really get into all the the influences around him the indigenous people and folk songs and kind of really spent the rest of his life incorporating that yeah that along with Stravinsky and the various trends in European modernism of the time Okay. Well, I want to ask you about this. Uh, we're, we're going to be hearing a, a couple of movements from this uh, Ciclo Brasileiro, <laughs> his Brazilian cycle. Yes. And uh, 
You said you'd explain the titles. We thought just for fun we'd put them into Google Translate. <laughs> You'll still need to explain them to us. But <laughs> uh, we're, with this, we're going to hear one of these. That I think it's the second one. What we got from Google Translate was Serenade Print. Ugh, Who knows no what that way. means? <laughs> okay, in, in Portuguese, I hope there aren't any Brazilians listening out there. But uh, to the best of my ability, it's Impressões Serasteiras. And uh, what this means is impressions of a serenade musician or a, a street musician. Now, Villa Lobos knew what he was talking about here because when he was young, he was actually that sort of musician. So this is uh, his impressions of what it was like to be such a musician. Let's hear this. So uh, a little bit autobiographical. We're about to hear pianist Michael Gert performing this impression Seresteras, I'll have him back to say that correctly in just a minute, by Etor Villalobos. Thank you. 
You're listening to BYU Broadcasting's live music program, Highway 89. Today in the studio, our guest is pianist Michael Gert. He just performed Impressoin, Seresteras from Eitor Villalobos' Brazilian Cycle. Michael, thank you. Beautiful oh, music. It really is beautiful stuff. Now, our, your home base is Louisiana, but you do get out to Utah now and then. We know oh, you yes. uh, up from the time of your first prize at the Bachauer Foundation. You've been here for the Beethoven Festival in Park City. You're also on faculty at Louisiana State University. So do those things, the academic career and the performing mm-hmm. career, do they feed each other or do they take time away from each other? How do you, how do you work that out? Well, it's actually a balancing act that I've been trying to figure out how to do for the better part of 30 years now. <laughs> um, you, uh, if you don't get out and perform... It's a little bit like, it's exactly like research. If you don't, if scientists don't do research, they don't really have anything much to say about the subject that they teach. Mm. And I think performing is absolutely vital to stay fresh and to actually have something to communicate to your students. Well, you're performing everything from memory today. You came in and you actually took the, the music stand off the piano, sort of like it's con- a convertible with the top up here. Yeah, I and guess. I'm wondering, have you found a limit to how many pieces you can hold in your mind at once, or do you have inexhaustible RAM? Well, <laughs> you know, the older you get, I guess the more it fills up. But pieces <laughs> that I learned 20 and 30 years ago, they're mostly there. The hardest thing nowadays is to learn new pieces and memorize them. Hmm. Learning them's not the problem. Remembering them is the problem. <laughs> now, I heard that you've been put on the spot a couple of times where for perhaps a performer got sick. I read about one on your, uh, I think it was on your website, where uh, a mm. performer, it, it was when there was a volcano in Iceland, and yeah, all right. of Europe was grounded. That's and, right. And how much notice did you get to fill in? What did I get? Two or three days? <laughs> and that's plenty of time. Well, it wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, actually, they called me on Tuesday. The first rehearsal was Thursday, and it took a day to get there to go to Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I had to practice a lot. <laughs> I, I canceled my students that day and uh, practiced like crazy. Luckily, it was a piece I had learned 20 years before. Otherwise, uh, you know, there might not have been any way. So I, I, have, to, have, you, I ha- have a story about Villa Lobos I have to ask you about. Let's see. Ah. Have you heard this? So I read, and some say that he was serious, and some say ah, he was just romanticizing. But that in his adventures, going out and, and hearing the indigenous peoples and their music, that he liked to tell a story of escaping barely, he said, from a tribe of cannibals. Well, this story made the rounds. And he, <laughs> he traded very heavily on it. <laughs> it gives a whole new meaning to dinner music. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, I think according to the biography of the scholarly biographer, there's not a word of truth to it. Okay, so he was a good storyteller as well. Villa Lobos was the best. I mean, (laughs) there's a fantastic picture which you can Google, you can find on the internet, of Villa Lobos doing a trick shot in pool. He he was a great billiards player. Mm. And he was, there's this fabulous picture of him with a big cigar in his mouth doing a trick shot behind his back at the pool table. (laughs) You can Google it. You can look it up. It's just incredible. We'll go find that. Okay, tell us about this uh, this next piece, uh, <clears throat> Festa Nu Sertão. Yeah, Festa Nu Sertão. That when, when we put this, this was our favorite. When we put this into Google Translate, yeah, uh, it came out as 
party in the hinterlands or something like that. That's better than the other translation. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, some of the, I've seen this translated as party in the jungle or festival mm, in the jungle. Mm. It's not really accurate. Um, the Sertão is a portion of Brazil in the northeast, but inland, mm. and not on the coast where it's dry, actually. It's poor and dry and you know, arid, very hot. Um, the people there are very simple people, and they're very religious. And this is sort of a religious festival a good translation you know for an australian a good translation of this would be festival in the outback mm. which sort of gets the idea across it is not the jungle it's dry it's more like the desert than the jungle but it is a religious festival and my stu my brazilian student tells me these festivals have fireworks in them and you'll certainly hear in a few spots in this piece you'll hear fireworks all right well, let's hear this piece, Festival in Whatever Suits Your Image of Wilderness here, or Outback, or Hinterlands. This is performed by Michael Gert, music by Ator Villalobos.
fiery performance, fireworks and all, of Festa Nusertin, music of Etor Villalobos, performed live with our guest today, Michael Gert. Michael, after a full day of teaching, master classes, playing an entire concert, you were willing to come over. I'm happy to do it. We are so grateful. <laughs> Beautifully done. Uh, Michael Hales from Baton Rouge, where he's on the piano faculty at Louisiana State University. He holds music degrees from Juilliard and the University of Michigan, and he's performed with the Chicago, Utah, Baltimore, and Memphis symphonies, as well as the Philadelphia Orchestra. He's also a, a past first prize winner of the Gina Bachauer International Piano Competition of Salt Lake City, and he's been back in Utah to perform as part of the competition's Paul Poli Commemorative Concert Series. Uh, special thanks to the Bachauer for helping us arrange this performance and Joanne Rowland from that organization. Now, one more question here. Yes. In your bio, you include that your very first piano lessons were from your dad. Joseph Gert. Yeah, that's correct. Now, what kind of a pianist was he? <clears throat> a very good one. <laughs> he was a piano professor at the Eastern Michigan University for 35 or 40 years. He retired, you know, about 10, 12 years ago, though I've seen little evidence of that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so when you play, do you, are you still hearing in your mind things that you were taught? Absolutely. From, him, from the very uh, beginning. Every, just about every note I play, I do something my dad taught me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you include that in your bio. I bet he is so proud when well, he reads that. I am proud to be his son, I will tell you that. <laughs> Thank you again, Michael. Thank you. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.